All episodes of the Garage Build podcast are recorded live in the Law Fran Studios. The law offices of Fran Hosh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Call 1-866-LAW-FRAN or go to lawfran.com. The law offices of Fran Hosh, serving the Tampa Bay biker community for over 20 years. If you want to win, then join a winning team. Join Team Dream Rides. They stock a full line of top shelf parts from other winning manufacturers like Plex Audio, Legend Suspension, DinoJet Power Vision Tuners, and a full line of Arlen Ness parts and accessories. Team Dream Rides offers same day shipping on in stock items, and with two locations, they can ship from either coast. And with 90 days same as cash, you'll still have money for beer, fuel, and another rear tire. Their new Tennessee location will be open this March in Maryville, located two minutes from the tail of the dragon. Visit TeamDreamRides.com today to place your next order or stop in in person for same-day consultation. Welcome back to the Garage Built Podcast. I am Jason Hallman. Oh, Daytona recap. Let's just start with the shows. Hit the ground running Sunday morning with the Builder's Breakfast. Thank you, Miss Marilyn Stemp, for putting that together for everybody. Sunday also featured the Hardcore Cycle Show and Warren Lane's True Grit at the Broken Spoke. Tuesday was a Cycle Source Show. I met a lot of great people. If you don't know who Brock Bridges is, you're living under a rock and you need to get out from under that rock. Wednesday was the V-Twin Visionary Show at Destination. My homeboy, Jeff G. Holt, much love to you, brother. I emceed the traditional Chopper Magazine show at the Last Resort. Thursday belonged to Willie's Tropical Tattoo, as it always does. We shut that mother down. 161 bikes registered. People everywhere. It was fantastic. Friday was the Dennis Kirk Garage Build Show at the Broken Spoke. And then Saturday, we rounded out the week with the Alleyway Customs at Adamek, Harley-Davidson, and St. Augustine. Fantastic show. If you didn't attend, you missed out. Want to give out some shout-outs to JoJo at Giuseppe Steel CD Pizza. Thank you, brother, for the hospitality. Mr. Danger Dan, Dave, and Scott from SNS Cycles. Much love to you, brothers. Rhett Conley from Bell Helmets. Hey, man, I love my new carbon fiber eliminator. It was great to meet you face-to-face. Jeff and Marty from Electric and Nams. The entire crew at the High Seas Rally. Make sure you join us October 22nd to the 29th. 3,000 bikers on a cruise ship. Nothing could go wrong, right? So many more, too many to list. I want to thank our sponsors, Arlen Ness Motorcycles, Electric Lighting, 1620 Workwear. Those dudes keep me laced up in the finest workwear. Bell Helmets, Pro One Performance, and Team Dream Rides. Today's guest is John O'Brien from Hardcore Cycles. We're going to talk about his show in Daytona. And uh, it's time to get this thing moving out of the station. You're listening to the Garage Build Podcast with your host... Jason Coleman. <laughs> you, you know, you can take me out of Detroit. You just can't take the Detroit out of me. Yes. yes. You know yes, what I mean? Absolutely. I'm like, she's like, you bought four pair of shoes. I'm like, I know what they were really cool. And 
I won't need shoes for a while. And I have a shoe problem, so. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm half a chick, I think, sometimes. So, um, let me see here. Looks like we're recording good. All right, cool. So, um, I'm already recording, but I, I don't publish anything that's weird. I just, <clears throat> I normally, what I'll do is I get the conversation going and we'll just start talking and shit. So, uh, I will I'm tell pretty, you. I'm pretty fucking weird. So that's going to be a hard feat. You know You're weird. <laughs> that's all right, dude. Fuck. You got tattoos in your head. I know. I know. Fucking weirdos. You know what I mean? You got a family and stuff, don't you? I do. That's I do. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my wife, Amy does, uh, she's like, she runs the shipping department. Uh, then I got, I got three boys, uh, under the age of five. So my house is like chaos. Dude, do, do you know how to, At all. do you know if you pull out, that doesn't happen? <laughs> Dude, listen, us Irish. Oh yeah. Dude, fuck you know, yeah. It's, it's little, but we use it a lot. Oh, that's what I always tell everybody. I'm like, fuck, dude. I told Chris, he just sent me over like a mock-up of the cover, and I go, it, you can't see it right now, but I am hard as a minister's dick right now. So Nobody, um, nobody can see That's the best part about it. That's what I said. I go, you know, hey, somebody said something about me having a little dick. I go, my wife has a shallow vagina. It's cool. We, we balance each other out. Yeah, we, it works out, yeah. Um, are you 100% uh, Irish? I am. Yeah, I'm. All, all, all four grandparents, like off the boat, you know. Nice. So you I like did, to, they, they, tried, they tried to keep me in like speech, you know. I was a horrible student <clears throat> to begin with, right? You know, but because everybody I grew up around had brogues, they tried to keep me in speech until I was like fucking nineteen. I'm like, guys, I'm graduating. This isn't working, you know. <laughs> I'm never gonna fucking talk normal. <laughs> yeah, you. It's bad enough that you have you. You've got the you. You've got the Irish tinge to to everything that you do, and then on top of that, you're from Philly, where the the accent is definitely definitely you know noticeable. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Even in Philly, people ask me where I'm from. Really? Like, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> it's it's thick. It's thick. You lay it on pretty thick. That's good though, right? I mean, have you ever been yeah. to Ireland? Oh, without a doubt, <clears throat> I have. I, I've been to England and Ireland. It was enjoyable, dude. So, um, I did my ancestry. I never, you know, I was adopted, so I knew what half of half of what I was. You know, my, well, fucking people don't know, anyways. I, you know, uh, I'll give you a good example. My my wife's mother. She's like, yeah, we're. I'm. I'm like this much percentage Indian. I'm like all Indian almost. And I'm like, uh, th whatever. She gets her I ancestry DNA back. She's like 7% Indian and the rest Scotland, <laughs> Scottish. You know what I mean? And then my mom always told me I was Welsh. And dude, you've seen me. I could pass for any number of ethnic fucking types based off of how, how long my beard is, how thick my accent is, and what kind of car I'm driving. If I'm driving around in an IROC Z, there's oh, I'm dude, not telling go. anybody yeah, that I'm. Down. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Well, so we did. You know what IROC stands for, right? No. Italian retard out cruising. <laughs> you never, well, heard, never heard that before. No, because I'm from Detroit, and where I'm from <laughs> in Detroit, the IROC, it was bro. What are you doing? You know, I've got the Camaro. You know, I like the white girls. I've got the 87 Camaro IROC Z28. You know, the party store. You know, I look like if I have a long enough beard, I look like I should be selling Bic lighters behind bulletproof glass, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but getting patted down at the airport. Oh yeah, dude, I've been profiled. I have straight up, dude. I'm not lying or exaggerating. I have been profiled at the airport several times, dude. So, um, so being Irish means that you like to fight, fuck, and drink, right? Yeah, dude, but he, he, with the drinking, 
I, I did all I did all that. You know, what I mean, it was uh, it was either going out with me drinking. You know, what I mean, it was either the best experience of your life or the worst or the worst, depending you know on how I mean? well so, you could fight. Right. And how much bail money you had. Yes. The, the, the bail money. You know, what I mean, whether the booze hit me good, the booze hit me bad. You know, what I mean, so I did. I quit. I quit drinking when I turned 21. It wasn't illegal anymore. It wasn't that fun. You know what I mean? I kept getting arrested. You know what I mean? So the, the, the amount of money, dude, the amount of the lawyer fees and, you know, it was just, it was impressive. Wow, that, that's great. You know, what's impressive is I, the older I get, the more people I meet that not only don't drink now, but didn't drink for the longest period of time. And that always fucking shocked me because, dude, I'm, so I got my, my I was always told I was Welsh. And so I got my, and Scottish. And so I get my ancestry DNA and I'm like 80% English, like straight up English. I am only English, Irish, Welsh, and Scottish. And dude, legitimately, I can drink like, I drink like a Welsh person. I swear to God I do. It's, I drink and I, I'm never, you ever see those dudes that are drinking all day and then they're stumbling around at night, barely standing up? Yeah. That's never me, dude. I drink not, yeah. and then I fucking fall off a cliff. That's me. Yeah. I am yeah, a traditional dude, I would, I would Welsh. Yeah. I'm a traditional Welsh blackout. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I would call it time travel. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, dude, I'd be in different states, different, you know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? And I would just, I would just refer to it as uh, like time travel. That is a perfect analogy. Like like Doc Brown showed up and said, Marty, get in the DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it's 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 time travel. Awesome. And, you know what I mean? It's it, and you never know. You know what I mean? You wake up the next day, you know, did I did I shoot anybody? Did I shoot anything? Did I burn anything down? You know what I mean? That's like, clever. We, we, I mean, yes, it was it was, you know what I mean? Dude, I remember waking up. Dude, I remember waking up with one cuff. You that's I mean? so they, that's awesome. They went, <laughs> dude. It was uh, so I I got the story like two days later. You know what I mean? For a day and a half, I had no idea what what was going on. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I had to call people. You know what I mean? Like, yo, dude, what happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, uh, so I somehow I somehow ended up down the Jersey Shore, and it was uh, a female cop. And she, you know, I mean, she went to cuff me and she got it on one wrist. And then I realized she was arresting me and I didn't want to be arrested, obviously. Oh, right. So I, I grabbed her by her gun belt like a sumo wrestler and just tossed her. And I got out of there. And I, I, and I made it home. You know, I, didn't even, I didn't even go back to the house I was staying at. I went home, you know what I mean? And then I had a, I had a Dremel off, a handcuff. Oh, that's a great story, dude. Those are awesome. Let's let's uh, let's let's introduce everybody to you. I'm talking with John O'Brien from Hardcore Cycles in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> and uh, dude, you're still in fucking Florida, and it's uh, it's the 23rd yeah. of March. It, it, yes. yes. So is it is it fear of missing out, or you just don't want to deal with shitty weather? One, I want it to be nice when I get home. Right. And two, two, like I literally start working for Bike Week like Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Right. Which since we started, since we started to do the show, like the build up to bike week, it's like 15 hours a week. I'm working on putting the show together because it's time consuming. There's a lot of moving parts. So I, uh, I, I honestly just need to relax a little bit afterwards. 
Mm-hmm. So that's it's probably the best way for me to do it is just hang down here in the warm weather for an extra week and then uh, bounce back. I think uh, I think one of the things that's lost on people, we started putting an event together here in Lakeland two years ago, and 2019 was our first year, and then obviously <clears throat> the shit show that 2020 was uh, hit us, and then we found a way to make the show happen, if you will, and uh, it was it's such a monumental task to put a show on of any substantive value for you, for you know, we do it for a nonprofit. So for the nonprofit yeah. that we do it for and trying to get people to, to show up and understand what we're, what we're trying to do. People yeah. don't realize, I mean, so the hardcore performance show is on Sunday at destination. I show up at destination 9am. There's no, uh, for the, for the builder's breakfast. I don't know if you were there or not. So the builder's yeah, breakfast yeah, yeah. goes from, I was definitely there by nine. So nine to 11, right. We're all kind of milling around, just kind of wiping the sleep out of our eyes, getting some free coffee, eating the free donut kind of, it's the second real, it's really only the second full day of bike week. So the, the tone to me, and I've been going for a lot of years and I know you have too. the tone doesn't get set to me until Sunday afternoon. And, and let me quantify that people come in Friday, people come in, Saturday, you know, they go hit their, they hit somewhere where they, they're the watering hole that they were last at or something along those lines. <clears throat> and then they're kind of, everybody's trying to figure out, is this person in town yet? Is this person in town yet? Are we going over here? Are we going over there? What are we doing? Right. And so, so your show is really the kind of kickoff of bike week for us, right? So you have your show and Warren's true, the two shows that mean anything on Sunday, let's be honest, is the hardcore performance show and then Warren Lane's True Grit, which are definitely bookends of the industry, right? So I get to I get to the builder's breakfast. We go through that. Everybody clears out. I interview a couple people for like, you know, just for Instagram and stuff for the, for the Garage Built podcast page. And then you start coming in with your folks and we have Lexan set up and then we have... Uh, I'm trying to think of the other vendors that were in the, like vendors start kind of kind of popping up. It's like this pop-up. It looks like a pop-up show, but what I'm getting at is that you fucking work your ass off and you had a lot of you had people when you say there's a lot of moving parts, you had a lot of people there that were that were making sure that people got where they needed to be, got what they needed to get and that they were having a good time. Oh, without a doubt. We dude, I like Everyone told me, you know, I mean, I don't know crowds, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But everyone told me that there was between two to 3,000 people in that main pavilion all day long. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would definitely, with, because, here's the thing is it's like, it was like, here's what I consider it. And, and hear me out on this and tell me if I'm wrong. It got to be, it was a hive, right? It kind of started out with one B. And then it was two B's and then all of a sudden there was this energy in there. Right. And everyone was getting along. Everyone was having a good time. You had pistol Pete showing his bikes and that guy is just, he's such a bundle of positive energy. He was at our show. He was at your show. He was at Jeff's show. I find that lately there's no fucking assholes in our industry right now that have any sway at all like everybody putting on events is like no no we want to include you we want to be part of this come on here you know there's no walls of jericho that have to be busted down and everybody is fucking getting along and i just want to dude i just want to keep that energy moving in a forward momentum for everybody 
Dude, and, and what's wild is like I do guest judges. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, Brian Clock, Curtis Hoffman, <laughs> big you know names, I mean? Dylan, Dylan from Dylan from Saddleman. You know what I mean? I like uh, it's just like one one of the things. You know, what I, mean? I want it to be. I want the judging to be independent. Right. You know what I mean? That way, people are like, dude, that fucking dude built that bike, or you know what I mean? They're buddies, or wh- whatever. The, you know what I mean? I, I and I, I want and I I want people like that involved with my show. Right. Uh, you know, you know what I mean to, to to keep it fucking cool. You know what I mean. And anybody, and what's wild is like, well, like what you just said. Dude, anybody that contacted me, or anybody that I contacted, it was all like, fuck yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean. There was no, you know, I, mean, I don't know, or you know what I mean. There's bullshit that goes along with it. Dude, everybody was in the in the fuck yeah boat. I don't feel Which, like there's any teams right now, John. I feel like everybody is on Team yeah. Us. I've been pushing Team Us for two years, and I'm like, look, I don't want to hear about your bullshit that happened back in the chopper days. I don't want to hear how this person's doing that or this person's doing this. Here's what we're doing today, and if you want to be a part of this, we'd love to have you, but yeah. leave your fucking ego at the door. Leave your bullshit at home. Dude, look at the age gap. I mean, you and I, I think we're probably around the same age. I'm well. I'm probably older than you are. I don't know where where you've fallen, but um, my mentality, I get along with you well enough. Just in the couple conversations we've had, we, like there seems to be yeah. some synergy there. Like I'm in my late forties. I don't know if you're that old yet or not, but I'm 42. Okay. So you're in your forties. So you get it. You've had a yeah. fucking few lumps. You've taken a few lumps financially and in, in your life and, and things like that. Right. So you yeah. don't have time for any fucking bullshit, right? I don't want it. No, and you just want to have a good time. And the dudes that that want to bring some fucking weird ass girlfriend drama to the fucking show, they can stay home. Yeah, and they do. They do. They don't show up anymore. When was the last time? Honestly, when was the last time you met an asshole at one of these shows? I can't tell you the last time I met one. Uh, dude, I ran into an asshole at an industry thing. Um. The well, guy's I'm, just a jerk. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, so, yeah, dude, so, and it, what's wild is, you know, I mean, I was I was looking to avoid the dude, right? You know what I mean, because I just don't I don't like the guy. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people don't like the dude. So, uh, hands up like three feet away from me. I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. You know what I mean? So he said something. You know what I mean? It wasn't even to me. It was somebody else. But it was fucking insulting. Right. You know what I mean? So I let the, I let the dude have it. You know what I mean? And this dude everybody hates him. So he assumed I was somebody else that I heard, you know what I mean? Was going to fucking rip him a new asshole. Right. <laughs> so like the, the dude's just a jerk off. You know what I mean? There are a handful out there right now, but they're not, you know what I mean? I guess I dude, there. Um, there's always going to be a holes, but what I'm saying Correct. is, is that they don't yeah. seem to hold any water with anybody. Like, I don't no, have, no. I don't listen to, no, I don't, you know, I, I'll listen to If you come to me and like, Hey Jason, I have a problem. Can you help me with this problem? Yeah. I'll listen to that. Yeah. But I'm no one's come to me with like, hey, man, you know, why are you doing this? You know, this person did that and that person did this. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not dealing with that. I don't I don't have yeah. time for that shit, man. I'm all about positivity no, right me now. Neither, me, yeah, me neither. And that's dude, another thing that's what's wild is like everybody that attends the show is pretty cool at this point. Right. You know what I mean? And dude, I, I don't know if it's you know, as, like. You get to know, like, one, one topic that came up a couple of weeks ago is, like, it, like the performance bike scene right now. You know what I mean? You have, like, these phases that come along. Sure. This phase developed. In the late I mean? 90s. 
Yes, exactly. When but when did you did, not want a fast fucking Harley Davidson? Tell me when, and I'll and I'll listen. Never. Right. You know what I mean? There was You know what I mean? And, and what's what's wild is like, I was seventeen. I bought my first FXR. It was it was fucking cool. It was fast. You know what I mean? It was just. It handled. It stopped. It went. It yeah, wasn't expensive. Yeah. No one liked them. No. Do you remember when no one liked FXRs? Do you remember when you had an FXR and people were like, "What in the fuck are you riding that for?" I got that. Dude, people were like, "What is Forster?" Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite. No. But dude, I I remember getting clowned on for I had a Kenny Boyce Pro Street and people were like, "Dude, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, just, ride it, ride it. It's got a 114 yeah. Axtel yeah. mountain motor in it that makes yeah. probably 130 horsepower. It's got no wheelbase. It's fucking fast as shit." You know, yeah, dude, it, it, it was a fun bike. Yeah, but dude, I, the, my my first one was an '85. That's a so, miserable bike. <laughs> yeah. So the the fuck the neck welds were so shitty that there was a burr that would go into the main harness. Right. And breaker. You know what I mean? So like, if I hit like a bad pothole or went over like a series of railroad tracks, I knew just to pull the clutch in and just pull over right you know what i mean right when i heard the clip you know what i mean <laughs> I, I could ride it again you know what i mean i knew there was a short you know what I mean? but it like i had the bike for like two and a half years and then i you know i mean it, we we figured out it was you know what i mean so what we ended up doing was we literally grinded the weld sure you know what i mean and used like the touch-up paint <clears throat> And then that, that, that was the fix. That was the problem. That's like the, like, uh, the, every Harley mechanic has a paint pen with gloss black in it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's yeah. If you don't have one, if you don't have one of those in your toolbox and you call yourself a Harley mechanic, I'm like, mm, really? Yeah. Are you, are you sure yeah. you're not a technician like, or a parts changer? Because yeah, if you don't have a paint you. pen, I'm, I'm fucking wondering about what's going on. That's funny yeah. shit. So, uh, so putting on the show is, is a monumental task. You walked away from me. You had some killer fucking, um, you had some, some killer sponsors. You had some killer judges. You had great attendance. Uh, yeah. where do you, where do you go from there? I mean, like, is it scalable or is it something you're like, no, this is, you know, I really like this. This is where we're going to keep this thing. I like the venue. I don't like the venue. I like the people. I don't like the people. I mean, it sounds like everything went fairly good for you. It did. Yeah, it did. And it went surprisingly well. You know what I mean? Um, like mid show, like, I'm, you know, I mean, there's promoters and, you know, I mean, other people that are like, hey, are you doing a show in Sturgis? Do you want to do a show in Sturgis? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Let me get through this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get back to you. <laughs> you know? Then, like, by Tuesday, the other venues in Daytona were calling and going. Hey, you know what I mean? Would you have it at our place? Would you consider doing this? Would you consider doing that? You know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was cool. You no, know? that's uh, very good, dude. I mean, it was, I, I, I got so much positive feedback from everybody that attended that show that not one, I didn't, to be honest with you, there wasn't one negative thing that happened entire bike week. I mean, we had pretty favorable weather. The first few days were a little cold. We had one day of rain on, was it Saturday? I think it rained the night before your show Saturday. rained a little bit, yeah. but I mean, Saturday. what a great, what a great bike week. It was, if we go back and look when, at it, when, it was well attended. Weather, you know what I mean? It was just, and 
And I don't even think the cops were that big. No, they were. I mean, I didn't hear. I heard nothing. I mean, when you see, did, did you watch the Instagram uh, feed? And I, I want to give a shout out to the dudes uh, that sit down, Steve and his crew of guys. Did you see their videos? Yes, buddy. Yes. Did yeah. now be honest. You're 42, so that means you've been going here since at least 06, 07, right? You got to remember the, the 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 shit that we all used to get into back then and all the things we used to do. Could you imagine if we had iPhones in our pockets to videotape all that? No, no. <laughs> We'd dude, still be in jail. I, dude, I remember how cool I was. I, when I got a Nextel, I thought I was the shit. Oh, yeah. No. Nextel, where you at? <laughs> yeah. Yo, baby. Yep. No. But no, yeah, dude, no, it, absolutely. And dude, the, the talent that those guys have on two wheels, you know what I mean? It's beyond anything, you know what I mean, that we, that we saw or were able to do back in the day. Do we didn't have you know what I mean? like that. I mean, we <clears throat> we didn't yeah. think that was possible, right? I mean, you have these dudes riding arguably oh. $20,000, $30,000 motorcycles. I mean, they're, they're, some of them are a little bit older, but they're beautiful motorcycles, right? And they're, they're scraping the bags and riding. And here's the thing that I took from those videos. Those dudes are having a blast in their 10 yeah. years, 15 years. Some of them are 20 years younger than me. Those dudes, some of those dudes are 28 yeah. years old. That's 20 years younger than me, dude. That means that I'm so fortunate and I feel so positive about everything that's going on because those are the dudes coming up. They're going to carry the torch for us when we're too flipping old to get off our asses and do anything. And that's, I mean, whether we like it or not, it's going to happen eventually in some way, yeah. shape or form. Right. Yeah. 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 Hands, hands down without a doubt. You know, soon. <laughs> you know <what laughs> Sooner I mean? than later. Right. It's gonna, it's gonna, yeah. It's going to be soon. And dude, like those guys are all cool. Like you walk up and talk to them. There's no egos. You know what I mean? Like, I remember I was talking to a couple of them before I actually knew who they were. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's like, due to Instagram, Facebook, you know, whatever you're into, like, a lot of times you know who these people are before you meet them. Yeah. Do you find that people approach you? It happens to me quite often where people approach me uh, before, and they, they know me before I know who they are. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yes. like, I'll give you a good example. Do you know who Danger Dan is? Yes. Okay. So he's got a podcast, right? And he's a chopper guy. I mean, yeah. he's an old school, yes. like old, old school yes. chopper guy, like not a West Coast chopper. I was into West Coast choppers. This guy is, he gets on a fucking shovel head and he rides across the world. If, if, if Russia is still connected through the Yucatan Peninsula, yeah, this dude gone. would ride over there, right? Well, I was yeah. listening to his podcast, his, his Daytona uh, recap, and he talks about meeting me in there because we didn't, we've never met. We've been in the same place several times, but never had yeah. a mutual introduction. And for whatever reason, he never came up to me to talk to me and I never went up to him to talk to him, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I love what he does. I love that he's doing something. I love anybody that's doing something they want to do, dude. I truly am at that age where if you're doing something you love, man, I want to I want to make sure that you have all the all the resources to, to do it if you're not hurting anybody. And he yeah. he's telling his the guy that's on his podcast. He's like, yeah, I met Jason. I was introduced by Chris Callen. And, you know, he he started this podcast way back when. And, you know, um, 
you know, he's, and he was just, he had nothing but nice things to say about me. He clowned on me for having Louis Vuitton vans, but whatever, I'm bougie as fuck. Everybody, everybody that knows me knows that about me, that, you know, that, that that's what I'm into. But it was just, it was nice to hear somebody that I'd never really met before say something nice about me, and that's all he did. We didn't go to dinner together. We didn't yeah. ride together. We had a real quick exchange yeah. of, of pleasantries. Introduction. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but dude, that's where we're at with this thing. There's no more. I don't know anybody with an ego anymore that that tries to pump things up. I really don't. And and if I and do, not only that, like, like he he sees your podcast, he sees your Instagram, he's you know what I mean. So there's a there's a feeling of familiar familiarity, right? That you have, you know, before you even meet somebody, you know. So that does make it easier. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm socially inept. I'm fucking socially awkward. You know what I mean? I'm, fucking, I'm like, yo, what's up? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, I saw your road glide. That thing's pretty rad. You know what I mean? It makes it a little bit easier. Sure. You know what I mean? For the guys, you know, like I'm not a recluse, but I'm fucking, I'm not social. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, there's a certain point where you get to an age where you're buddied out, right? You have enough friends, don't you? Yeah. Dude, five's too many. Five, dude, five. That's the number. I don't know if you ever listened to my podcast, but I have five dudes. I've got five dudes. That's it. I I got five dudes. They all have a key to my house. They all have a key to my shop. They all know where my money's at. They all know where the titles of my bikes are, and they all have a job if something happens to me. You know what I mean? There, one of them's got to make sure this happens. Another one's got to make. But that's the number I keep. And and I have that doesn't mean I don't have other friends. But yeah, you know, I mean, and and I'm all about meeting somebody. I'm that's fantastic to meet somebody. And they might end up being one of the one of the five guys, but I'm not looking for it actively. I've 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 no I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's that's I think that and you know what, dude, it's all about at this point in my life, everything yeah. I do is about quality over quantity, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about hardcore cycles because I know you were on Shop Talk uh, probably about four or five weeks ago, right? I was. So I was. You've been in business since when? Oh, uh, did I started? I started in two thousand thirteen. Okay, so you started in two thousand thirteen. You bought your first Harley in when you were seventeen. So this is something you've yeah. been doing uh, as a. Yeah, yeah, ninety six. Okay, so you, I've always, I, I, yeah, I've always had, I've always had a Harley. So, or, you know, I mean, some t- so I've all, in fact, I've always had a Dyna or FXR. So, w- at what point do you go? Okay, I'm doing enough. I'm working on enough of my friends' motorcycles. I'm trying to source enough parts for all of my buddies so I can. They don't know this. They don't know that. I know. I know SNS carbs, and I know Makuni carbs, and I know where to get them. And I, to where you go, you know what? Yeah. I think we're going to start a shop. When does that happen? Uh, dude, I I set up a corporation and a business and the whole the whole deal in 2015. Okay. But and the, even then, like, it wasn't just like what were you doing up to that point? Then Did, were you like? Were you a plumber or an iron worker? And then you said, fuck this. I'm done. I'm out. Deuces, you know, uh, union steam fitter. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, shit, that's as close to being a plumber as you can be. And you're in the part of the country where being in the union is something that still means something to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, without a doubt. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I was a 20 year old kid, 19 year old kid, 
like, and I didn't go through the apprenticeship. I didn't, you know what I mean? I, I was, I was some, I was mechanically inclined. And at that point in the late nineties, you had to be able to fight to be in a union. Wow. So I could, you know what I mean? I was working security at uh, a couple bars doing this, that, the other. And I ended up just getting into the union because I could fucking handle myself. End of story. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's a prerequisite to get your union card or that's just the way shit goes down. It was, it was, at gotcha. the, at the, you know what I mean? It, it, it was, and, and Philly's Philly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Philly's just one, one of those towns, you know what I mean? Like the heads of unions are still getting recode. You know what I mean? That's just, that's amazing. Isn't it? You know what I'm saying? Like that's, yeah. that that's old. That's the thing that I, 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 I try. See, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not pro. I'm, I don't want to say I'm not pro union. I'm not, I'm not an advocate for, for the union anymore. I think that, uh, I think that it's kind of, it, I, you know, and, and hear me out on this because I'm not saying that unions don't do any good, but I'm from Detroit and the unions in Detroit destroyed Detroit. You know, yeah, they stay the, the, the team, the Teamsters destroyed De Detroit, and the UAW destroyed Detroit. I'm sorry. When you go yeah. from being the wealthiest place on the planet, <laughs> like that's not that's not an anecdote. That's a yeah. real fact. In 1961, 62, 63, it was the richest place on the planet to going to where there's less than a million people living in the city, and most of those people are in poverty. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, um, yeah. you know, something's broke. Yeah, something's broken. So there's not a yeah. balance, right? But there's towns like Chicago that are still union strongholds. There's towns like Philly, New York, uh, Boston, where there was pragmatic people running the union. And I'm talking a little out of school, but the things that I've read in that, there's some progression in there where it's not just like, you know, Joey Bag of Donuts driving a Cadillac and, you know, grabbing a, a fucking... Uh, paper bag full of money. I mean, there's some yeah. some some things that are that's scalable, right? And it has to be because there's there's union. You know, if the union's going to survive, it has to have members, right? So, Correct. you know, I, I don't want to go down like that wormhole, but people need to understand. People that listen to this that, that live in California, where the union is, where the teachers are in the union, and you know, the 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 local uh, you know waste removal is in the union that's not the same yeah. thing at all that we're talking yeah. about we're talking yeah. about deeply entrenched in in still in the industrial revolution in, in a lot of ways shape or form we're talking two people ago you're in the early 1900s where there wasn't a union and people were getting their socks fucked off working for Ford Motor Company working for for Edison you know what i mean yeah you you were told what house to live in yep. you know what i mean and that rent came off the, you know, your pay before they handed it to you on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, yep. there's, there was definitely, definitely a need for it. Uh, and like, even I remember being a 18, 19 year old kid working construction and these dudes came up on the roof and like, yo, call it a rain day. And I'm looking around, there's not a cloud in the sky. You know what I mean? So they said, motherfucker, you're leaving the roof one way or another. I'm like, all right, I'll be in the cafeteria. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but like the foreman started to argue with them. I'm like, Chris, all the rain day, dude. <laughs> I'm to go. You know? <laughs> right. I had uh, so I'll tell you. It, since we're talking about this, I'll give you an interesting story that happened to me. I, uh, you know, I've always had the entrepreneurial brain, and obviously you have too, because you can't do what you and I do for a living. And let's be honest, there's times where you and I have made a good living 
And there's times where you and I have had, have made no living doing what we do. It's just part of part of what we do. And so, without a doubt, in two thousand valleys, dude, the peaks and valleys are probably the hardest thing to ride out. You know what I mean? And with with me starting in thirteen and then you know uh, diving in in fifteen, most I want to say all of what I make. But most of what I make goes right goes back, right into, back the into the company. Yeah, it goes it right does. back into the business still. Dude, uh, what does your shop cost? How many how many techs do you have? Uh, there's we don't do we're very we're very selective with service and builds. Okay. We're very we're very selective with service and builds. Um there's So you're making most of your money on parts then? Not yeah, ninety percent. Wow. Ninety percent. So, you know so, I mean? so let's, for somebody who doesn't know, and I'm not complaining about our industry. I never complain about our industry, but I do complain about some of the things that people take for granted. So when 90% of your business is based off of a commodity that you don't build yourself, you are forced into a fight for every margin that you can hold. So every yes. time UPS raises the shipping rates, you take a pay yep. cut. Every time SNS or drag specialties or Brian Clock or D&D, any of them, when they see a price increase on their end, i.e. FedEx raising the shipping rates to them, you that 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 exponentially raises everything across the board, right? So, so you're not in a position where you can just go fuck it. <laughs> you know, it's not like yeah. you're manufacturing the part. You know, that's where guys like Boosted Brad, they can at least, they have, uh, they don't have more margin, but what they have is they have more more places they can kind of yeah move things around. It, it, so what I'm trying to say is like, you're buying from company A, selling to customer C, you're the B guy, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're at the mercy of what the customer wants to pay and what the manufacturer wants to sell to you for. Hands down. So you're in a tough spot. Yeah, and not only that, if, if a price a price increase occurs, right, and I miss it, I'm fucked. You know, oh, what I mean? I, you know what I mean? Fuck, I just I just sold seven of them. You know what I mean? And lost fifty dollars on each one. I'm down three fifty for the day. You know what I mean? So yep. there's things like that, like the price changes, like little things. You know I mean, little things like that. Yeah, the FP three, the the Vance and Hines FP three. The yeah. price was three ninety nine last week. It went up to four fifty nine. Yeah, that's or 449. Yeah. That's 50 bucks, dude. I sold one the other day and I yeah. caught myself after I fucking sold it. And after I paid yeah. to have Saturday delivery, I made nothing on it. Yeah, exactly. You broke even. Well, you got lucky. You know what I mean? Because you could have lost. <laughs> yeah, I like you. Know you're I mean? very pragmatic, dude. I like your I like where your head's out of that. I'll have to tell my daughter that. Hey, we're lucky. We didn't lose any money. <laughs> you're lucky. You didn't lose any right. Money. That's a good day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I tell my general manager, I'm like, look, dude, here's the number you got to hit every day. And he's like, oof, okay. You know, okay. Yeah. and I try to tell people this place cost me about $35,000 a month. So that means I yeah. have to do, you know, a lot more than that to, yeah. to make it to make it work. So you do, what kind of service do you guys do at Hardcore if you do any? Uh, like I said, we pick and choose who comes in. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the stuff is... It, it, bikes or projects we've been involved with before. 
Okay. Uh, we probably do like six builds a year. Uh, that's pretty good. Do, that's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, I'm in, I, I, I got, uh, I'm in the process of getting dealer's license. Right. Cause I'm at the point where I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm moving too many. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, yeah. There's only so many you can do without correct. getting the, without yeah. getting the DMV involved. Yep. Exactly. So the DMV is involved. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're in the process of doing all that. Are you building motors? Are you building transmissions? Are you building suspension? We, I have a guy that does that for me. Like the, mo the, mo the motor, the motor work, you know what I mean? The right. Roundup motor work. Um, a, a guy, you know, he, he had a pretty popular chopper shop. You know what I mean? Uh, what we were just talking about, he got tired of. You sure. Know what I mean, so the, 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 you know, the rat race every day, trying to rob Peter, pay Paul, you know what I mean? He had X <laughs> so it, he was, he's an incredible bike builder, uh, incredible motor guy, you know what I mean? But he just, he just got tired of the, the bullshit. I mean? the bullshit. You know what I mean? He had, you know, he had a couple kids, so then he had to worry about insurance for them. So, you know what I mean? He, yeah, so he gave up of his own business and he does, he does motor work for me. So, I'm kind of lucky as far as that goes. You know what I mean? I got right. a guy that's his skill sets up there. You know what I mean? Uh, so I just pull up to him and say, "Yo, this is what we got. This is what we're looking for. You know, what do you want to do? You know what I mean?" And he writes everything down. You know what I mean? He's not an internet guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I've got a guy here that that does a lot of my. Um, he does my shovel head, pan head, and my Evo cranks, yep. and uh, he. He has a flip phone. <laughs> he, he doesn't have yeah. the internet. He yeah. doesn't know how to do any of that. I mean, I love him. He's a great guy. And he does really, yeah. really good work. So we kind of look the other way on some of the some of the stuff that he's a little less technologically ad adept yeah. at. But, I, you know, those are priceless human beings. But, dude, you and I are heading. We're the next, you know, these are the guys that are 10, 20 years ahead of us that – we have to be able to pick up the skill set that they have, right? So that we can yep. we can pass that on. Or, you know, the legacy cost of doing all this, if we don't have somebody to keep doing it once we're gone, is very expensive. You know, we have to think yes. about, I, people will tell me all the time, I'm like, look, man, you're standing in my 401k, right? So yeah. my daughter that's 22. <laughs> this is my retirement. You yeah. Know what I mean, that's... I mean, this, this is it. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean yeah. What do you, what do, you do? This. You're you know looking I mean? at this it, chief. My, you're or, looking at it. Or you walk them into your engine room and show them a line of shovel heads that you bought that you hope that are one day going to get knucklehead money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Exactly. What's your, uh, what's your kryptonite? Like, what do you, what do you, like someone walks in like, Hey man, do you want to buy? And they have it in their hand and you're like, I don't want to buy it, but I have to because I'm into it. You know what I mean? Like, do you have anything like that? Do you do you collect anything, or you've got something at your shop that you're kind of, you know, you you're the guy, you're the go-to guy for. I mean, in the Northeast, you're the go-to guy for the Legend suspension and the performance yes, parts, yeah, and you know the mail order exactly. guy, right? Exactly. You're kind of like yeah. um, some people don't want to deal with JP Cycles because there's not there's it, there's a Wizard of Oz thing going on there, right? They don't know who's yeah. actually behind the curtain. Yeah. But with exactly. hardcore cycles, they especially, can... Like, especially after they combined with, you know what I mean, with Revzilla, you know what I mean, they became a bigger, 
entity. You know what I mean? At that time, you know, they did, they did, and people compare me to JP cycles. I nearly shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I got seven people. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know well, I mean? it's the but, idea, right? It's the, listen, yes. from there, from the, you got to understand something, John, from their vantage point, they're going on your website. They're making a few clicks. They're making a purchase yeah. either with a firm or with snap or a SEMA or their debit card. The experience yeah. isn't much different from JP cycles, but here's where it is. When they call hardcore cycles, they can get John O'Brien on the phone. Oh, hands down. I, 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 dude, I probably handle 40% of the phone calls still. That means something to somebody. Yeah. And I know that because I, I do a lot of like uh, tech videos on, on YouTube. You know, yes. for the the primary chain tensioner or the EFI system, and I'll get yeah. people call. I just sold a fuel uh, fuel system repair kit that we put together with parts from Drag to a guy in Silver City, New Mexico, because he's like, "Hey, man, you did this video online. This is what I think's wrong with my bike. I want to buy it from you because you did the video." Right. So yeah. we have a very small mail order crowd, but the ones that but when they get to talk to me on the phone, they, that means something to them. They're like, cause they can ask me, I'm the guy in the video. They can ask me the questions yes. and they feel like they're getting, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they are getting that. And, and here's the funny thing, John, how many times, cause you guys have a brick and mortar too, right? Yes. Yeah. So you have guys, do you have guys come in? I have more people come into my shop and show me on their phone how much they can buy something for in JP cycle and they'll talk my ear off. Right. And I give them all this advice and I try to tell them, look, I'm not giving you a deal because this is what you get. When you come to me, you get this advice, this back and forth, Yeah. but the people online, they don't question it. They're like, Hey, look, you gave me this free information. So I'm going to buy it from you. Why don't people, yeah. why don't people that are in your fucking store, they can see that, you know, I don't know how big your shop is, but we're 8,200 square feet here. <laughs> Dude, my rent's fucking high as giraffe ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and that's due to Amazon. You know what I mean? I'm talking to them. You know what I mean? They turn the phone and they show me the thing on Amazon. I'm like, oh my God, here we go. You know? Yeah. I tell them all the time, can your phone mount a tire? Because you can buy it <laughs> online, but that phone ain't yeah. mounting a fucking tire, dum dum. Yeah, yeah. And I'm real, I, dude. I'm real. Um, as nice as I want to try to be, and as pragmatic as I try to be, and as you know, kind. When someone starts doing that to me, and I'm like, you, you do realize that if I'm not here, you're not mounting that. You're not getting tires. Correct. How you can buy all the tires in the world, but can you put them on? So it's yeah. just a, it's a difficult thing to overcome. And, and I'm glad there's shops yeah. like you that do, that do both because you understand, you can explain it out to somebody like, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. And, and some people it's not like you can't, you know what I mean? Like you can't explain things to certain people. Oh you no, because I mean? some That's... people are price shoppers. Some people are quality yeah. shoppers and some people, yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't care about what, you, you know, it's, I was talking with Chris Callum this week and I'm like, look, man, if you don't value your time, no one will. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you have yeah, to value exactly. all the things, all the moving parts in your shop, right? So it's just, yeah. if you don't value it, they're not going to. Yeah. And like, like right now I'm running the tax return sale, right? You know I mean? Which is running the stimulus money. Like literally three people called me today and like, yo, the, the, the sale won't work for this item. I'm like, yeah, because if I give you the 10% off and then the free shipping, I'm losing $22 on each one I sell. <laughs> and, and as, as much as I'd like to have your business, <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't pay as, you. I'd love to do you know I mean? So like literally uh, like four people call me with on that specific item today. Right. And three out, three out of the four were like, dude, that's cool. Completely understand. Not a problem. I'm going to buy it anyway. That's, you know what? Yeah. There's you know our what community. Mean? There's the light at the end of the tunnel in our community. Yeah. That's the beacon of light that, that we have in, in that. So, let me ask you a couple questions. If you don't mind, I want to kind of unpack hardcore cycles for a couple for, for people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you operate a warehouse? I, uh, yes. Yes. So you I take have. your hard earned money and you, yes. you negotiate a price with a vendor and you, yep. you put that stuff in, in stock. Yes. Good on you. Yeah. And what, and what's wild is like, I, like I do have a warehouse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And probably like two two years ago, I spent a boatload of money to mesh my inventory with all the vendors. That's a lot of money. And I, I did. It, it 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 was so I meshed everything together, and what I got it based on is ship time. Okay. Because I was finding out, you know, this this Amazon generation that matters more than anything. You know what I mean? I think it does. And I find that astonishing. You know what I mean? Um, so, well, have you ever tried to quantify that? Uh, Let me give you an example. Do you use Amazon at all, or are you just anti-Amazon? No, I'm not anti-Amazon. You know what I mean? I, I think Amazon, especially, especially with 2020, dude, Amazon, with, with everything like in the Northeast by us, fuck, man, shit was closed for months. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how you guys did that. Amazon, you know, dude, Amazon made life tolerable. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, so let me give you an example. The other day, I bought um, a little hard drive, um, not a hard drive case, but you know those little SD cards that go into like the back of a computer or that kind of thing, right? Yep. So they have this yep. they have this case. In the case, I don't have anywhere I can buy that shit local. I wanted an SD card case. Because I saw Chris and Heather had one, and I'm like, oh, you know, I've got like four or five of them sitting on my desk at, at any given time. I'd like to put them in yeah. something. Well, yes. where the fuck do you go buy that at? I didn't know anywhere. I, I bought it on Amazon. I'm not going to lie to you. Staples? Uh, well, there's not a Staples by me. There's not a Staples by me. There's not, you know, that kind of shit. So there might be an Office Max, but I didn't think about that. But when I Google it, it doesn't come up like, Hey, you can buy this at office max. You dumb, dumb, you know, like, and I would, I would, I would certainly, I try to buy things on Amazon that I can't source locally. Yeah. Yeah. And you have it a day or even the same day. Sometimes in some cases, yes, you're right. So how do you scale up when you've got a bike shop? 
when that's what you have, you have a bike shop that's got, you've got a warehouse and you've got a lot of parts in it. And how, walk somebody through, I'm like, what, what is the, I click the button at 1201 that I'm going to buy a saddleman seat from you. What happens? 6 a.m. the next day, someone's processing that order. Okay. Now, it, it, with, with Saddleman right now, it's, dude, Saddleman's probably one of the fastest growing manufacturers okay. in the V-Twin market. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for the last 18 months, they're probably going to kill me for saying this. For the last 18 months, everything I've ordered from them, you know what I mean, is not a long wait, but a wait. Okay. You know what I mean? It's rare that it's rare that something's on the shelf. Well, you know I, I, mean? I wasn't because looking. I wasn't looking brand specific. I picked Saddleman just out of yeah, the thinner. Yeah. Okay, something so that you've got ten pair of Legend shocks in your warehouse for this one particular part yes. number. I hit the button yep. at twelve oh one. I want to order it. Boom! I place the order. I pay for it with my debit card. What happens? Yep. Six a six a.m. the next day. We process orders from six a.m. to twelve midnight. Okay. So six six a.m. the next day, someone processes that order, and it automatically pulls. Depending on your location and quantity, it'll pull from whatever is closest to you. I got you. Drop ship it. You know what I mean? Whether that's from our place, you know what I mean, or, or a, a warehouse, it it makes that determination based on your zip code to whatever zip code's closest to you and the standard UPS ground. Gotcha. So it does that automatically. <clears throat> so what's your, what is your biggest barrier right now as a, as a retailer? What do you like? What is the one thing you're like, God, if I could just, if I could just go into a room with a bunch of nerds that could figure this problem out for me, this is the problem I would want fixed. I, I would say fitment and you know my Google ranking. That would gotcha. be honestly, you know, I mean, fitment would probably be number one. You know what I mean? Because like air cleaners, I can't tell you how many people have ordered wrong air cleaners. Really? It's dude, that's probably like my you know what I mean. As I'm Before sitting here me, hearing you say that, though, I will tell you that when you said fitment, I'm like, Ooh, I never even thought about how scalable that was. I'm having an anxiety, literally having an anxiety attack as a shop owner going like, OK, I don't stock a ton of different things. I, I get very hyper focused on, you know, like this year, we're hyper focused on tires. Like we bought stacks and stacks of tires. And I told my daughter, I'm like, what did you fucking do? We're never going to sell these tires. And she's like, stop. We'll sell them. It's fine. And now, in the, just in the last few weeks, we're like the the tire stacks are getting smaller, right? Because we had a goal. We set a goal. It's a silly goal, but you got to have them, right? So we said, okay, yeah, we want to sell five hundred tires yeah. this year. And when we talked to our drag rep, he's like, "That's a lot of tires." I'm like, "Well, that's only ten a week, <laughs> you know." Like, it, so that's how I rationalize. It's two a day. Yeah. But I'm having an anxiety attack thinking about you scaling things up and how much inventory you must have. Yeah, and dude, like little like grips, right? Throttle tubes. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll I'll spend fifty grand just on grips and throttle tubes, (laughs) just just so I have enough. My butthole just puckered. Yeah, it's like. And like you mentioned tires, like you, you bought that many tires. Like if I had another vendor call me and ask me to buy tires this year, I was going to, I was going to walk off. I was going to walk off into the ocean. 
I was fucking done hearing about tires. You know what I mean? Because I I I sell tires. I have like three brands right now. You know what right. I mean? And for me to be within, you know what I mean? Like we were talking about JP Cycles, Repsol. You know, for me to be in within a couple dollar range of them, I'm making pennies. Right. What is your opinion and on that? It's it's part of the game. You know what I mean? Right. That's what we were talking about earlier with the dude with the phone. You know what I mean? Here, I can get it. You know what I mean? That's the tires is probably the hardest thing because the price is like they're they're selling the tires. Sometimes they're selling the tire for cheaper than what I can buy it for. I see that straight up. There's a couple brands you I know, won't name them, but there's a couple brands where yes. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yes. Like, I'm like, yeah. look, I'm all about yeah. giving somebody a good deal. Yeah, like literally, like literally, that's you could have it to your door for four dollars cheaper than I cheaper than I could buy it for. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to do? I think it completely. No, I think it completely devalues the product, and it it completely devalues the process, right? So it makes us look like clowns because we're trying to sell somebody a more expensive tire for a reason. Like, I don't know. Are are you brand specific, like on your personal stuff? Like, I really like X, Y, or Z, right? Well, yes and no. Like, I'm willing to try. Like, I'm willing to try other things, but if they don't work for me, I won't sell them. Well, okay. So that's not being brand centric. That's being brand aware. Right. So like I'm, I'm, I I like a certain kind of oil and just this, just this last week, I changed oil product for what I've been on for the over 10 years. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this other oil. And now is that for what you'll sell or is that, you know, if someone comes in and says, I want an oil change. Well, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, John, I picked up another line because I wanted a shop line. And I'll tell you the brand, um, Spectro. And th- they're an old brand. That's a good brand. That's a good brand, a good right? Brand. But I'm a, yeah. I am was a Redline guy for over a decade, and that was all I would put in my bike. But I can't sell you Spectro if I can't tell you that mm-hmm. I've used Spectro. Do you understand where I'm coming on on that? Yeah. yeah so yeah, 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 yeah. I did an oil change on my Dyna, and I put Spectro oil in it. And I've got to be honest with you. I know it sounds stupid, like, People won't pick up, uh, you know, it's just oils, oil, oils, fucking oil. No, I've, I've been in this industry long enough and do, done enough things, and, and so have you, that you notice little nuanced changes, right? It's little gone. small yeah. little things. Yep. And so I put Spectro on my bike, and I can say that I have Spectro, and I'm running Spectro, and I'm yep. happy with it. Yeah. Because I don't want to sell somebody something that, that, doesn't, that doesn't work. Yes, yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. No. And dude, here's the other thing. Like if I sell something and something goes bad, how that brand handles a warranty issue for me determines so much. You know what I mean? I am very much, um, I won't name the name, uh, but I had a problem today. And um, the way that they handled it was real non- Shalant, we're doing uh, we're doing some engine work, and we bought a complete engine setup, and it was missing some parts, and so we called our rep. We went through the proper channels, right? We call our rep at the at the yep. wholesale level. They're like, "Well, you know, let me call and find out." I'm like, "Look, man, I had my general manager call. I'm like, look, dude, this is a fucking this is a complete build. We're doing engine, suspension, wheels, 
body kit, the whole deal. This guy wants his bike back and I want him to have it because I want that money in my register. I don't have time yeah. to be nonchalant about stuff. And he's like, well, the best yeah. we can do is blue label and it'll take two days. I'm like, no, <laughs> they make red labels too. And, and I need it. Yeah, and, they, and then they told me, well, we don't even know if we can get it in a box today. I'm like, what are you talking about? So, you know, sometimes you got to push because the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but I, you know, I'm that kind of way. Like if, if I remember that stuff, you know what I mean? Just like you do. Yeah. Yeah. How can you not? You know, you, you, they're literally making your day either harder or easier. You know what I mean? Figuratively and it's literally. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got, we, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, your, your, your website and, and how things get processed okay. and things like that. And you've been in business since 2013, but 2015, you're hitting it really hard. You've put on the performance show for how many years now? Three. Okay. So you're three years in that's, that's you're obviously that's, that's going to be a staple at bike week. And are you thinking about putting a show together in, in Sturgis or is that just something that you've been offered and haven't taken advantage of yet? Uh, it's it's been offered and I'm I'm contemplating it uh, heavily. Um, I think I'd be foolish if I didn't. I th you know what I mean. Do you attend Sturgis regularly? No, no. In fact, I've never been to Sturgis. It's okay. like twenty two hundred miles for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I'm in fucking Florida. What are you talking about? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know, Good point. I when I rode back from Sturgis in 2016, Corey, Susan, and I. We got in the truck and pulled out of Sturgis at noon on Saturday. We never shut the truck off except for one time to have dinner at the Tennessee Georgia line. We went to Pizza Hut and had pizza and got back in the truck, and we didn't get back to Florida, to Tampa here, until midnight on Sunday night. We just drove and drove and drove and drove and drove. And to be honest with you, we really didn't know each other that well, so... The conversation was good, but we even fucking ran out of stuff to talk about, and we didn't even know each other. <laughs> We're just sitting there for the longest time, like, 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 like Philly to Florida. Yeah, dude, I can make it. I can make it twelve hours. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, if you're if you're gunning, hell yeah. If you get, you know, you, yeah. you hit the right, you hit the right amount of traffic because you shoot down ninety five, right? Yeah, dude. I, I yeah. What I do is I leave it like eight p.m. Okay. Hop on five and just fucking go. Yeah. That's great. I used to love, I'm yeah. telling you, dude, I know that people clown on, uh, people clown on Daytona a little bit cause it's, you know, there's no riding or whatever, but I'm here to tell you, dude, that is to me, it's, it's my favorite motorcycle event. It always will be because of what it represented. It, 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 dudes it, like it, you it is, and dude, it's such an East coast event. It is. It dudes like you and me that were locked inside a frigid, yes. you know, area and then we knew that once march hit we could get in our truck and trailer drive 20 hours get out of the truck and it would be warm enough to be in a t-shirt it was to me it was the start of the riding season you'd come home for a couple weeks it would still be shitty weather everybody had their income tax check Everybody would pick their bike up out of storage. You'd get a couple of little last minute things, but then it was on, right? Because you got the whole summer of selling tires and oil and seats and going to bike nights and going over here and going over there and ride, 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 ride until fall yeah. got there. Yeah. 
Such good times. Exactly. Dude. It it really is like, and that's they they Daytona did fall off. You know what I mean? Like it did, yeah. But you know, it's back. It's back. You know, I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. It's you know, I mean, it's definitely back. Dude, you were at I, Willie's. Like, you were at Willie's. Willie's. Do you know we Willie's, had a hundred and sixty-one bikes? Willie's has always been cool. It is, but know this: there was a hundred and sixty-one registered bikes there. They shut down registration. They closed a the lot. They shut down the intersection or the the on ramp or off ramp rather at ninety five and US one. This was a big year, dude. This was a big huge, year. Huge. Uh, the Ross Myers, you know, they told me this Sunday uh, of our show was the second time they had to close ninety five and close the lot. Dude, the last time they probably did that was oh six or oh seven or maybe oh eight. That's what I was thinking. So it was the, it was the second time they did it in sixteen years. Since they've opened, you know, I mean, that facility's 16 years old or 17 years old. You know, it was the second time they've ever had to do that. Not only that, that's but, impressive numbers. So I happen to have some preferential information about a certain retailer that's on the same property that broke records daily retail sales. Yes, we know yeah. who we're talking about too. They have two. They have yeah. two initials. They sell online mostly. Yes, I I. I their numbers uh like friday and saturday before uh our show on that sunday yeah i knew what their numbers were friday and saturday before bike week really officially started and right. they were astronomical dude they were doing over one hundred and twenty thousand dollars some days during bike week a day a day a, a day so they probably did a million <laughs> million one million two for bike week in 10 days dude yeah we got to get to that level, bro. You know what I mean? I want I want a nice boat. I want I want another pair of Louis Vuitton vans. You know what I mean? How many how many sneakers how many sneakers do you need? Right. Right. That's so funny. Guys, draw line. I don't know, man. I think you just got to buy a bigger closet, bro. Bigger house, bigger closet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Big boots, big gloves. So listen, dude. I really appreciate you taking time to do this with me. I want to do this with you again. I can't wait. I hope you're going to consider the offers that you got that came in from Sturgis. I, I am. I, I really am. do. Like I said, I, and it's, uh, uh, it's so, I, I don't want to turn it down. Uh, I don't think I can. No, I don't you think you mean? can either. You know, my the amount of customers I have on the West Coast. I have tons of customers on the West Coast. Isn't that great? Yeah. Tons. Do you ever do you so, ever stop yeah, and look at how small our billion dollar industry is and go, what in the actual fuck? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so Without rad. It's so rad, yeah. dude. So tell everybody where they can yeah. find you on Instagram. Uh hardcore underscore cycles. Okay. On Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but I suck at Facebook. Yeah, fuck Facebook. It's for old. It's for old people. Dude, I'm horrible. Like, dude, I literally didn't have Facebook until I started this business. You know, it, like even then, I, you know, when I got Facebook, when Instagram made me. <laughs> You're a smart man. Uh, Facebook is like, terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. So, but yeah, I, I definitely like to. Uh, I mean, we we have a couple builds I'd like to go over with you. Yeah, you man. Know, when when you know what I mean. So. 
let, let me know when you're available again. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to hop on with you again. Yeah. So here's what I want you to do. Um, tell everybody where they can go order parts. HardcoreCyclesInc.com. Okay. And that's the best place to reach you, right? If you need customer service, you can call the shop, but the number's on there, right? So yep, yep. And I'm with John from Hardcore Cycles up in Philadelphia, PA, but he ships all over the place and you don't have any, you don't have anything to worry world. about getting stuff. Yeah. He'll ship, you ship international. Dude, I ship the internationals every day. Good to like know because there's, there's, a lot of places that won't do that. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, here with, with, uh, with COVID, um, dude, we got totally fucked by USPS. Sure. So we, we use UPS like we're like literally like April, whatever, like, like when we got home from bike week last year, like the first week of April, it was like two days. You know, I mean, where they were trying to figure out how to handle fucking everything. Did I like internationally, I shipped like $8,000 worth of shit in two days. It was, it was gone for months. Like nobody could tell me like, I would like the tracking number would appear and it would be like in Germany. You know what I mean? Oh, for God's sake. And then it would be in like, Jamaica Queens. So we used you. <laughs> like, we used it. It was wild. You know what I mean? And nobody like did. Nobody could tell me what was going on. You know, so it was just fucking gone. So we use U UPS now until USPS figures out what the fuck that was. You know what I mean? Because it's what still they're gonna do. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, well, I've I've been lucky. I haven't had many problems with that, but I have had a lot of people tell me they've had problems with USPS. But so go to hardcorecycles.com or go to hardcore underscore cycles on Instagram and buy something from John. So I appreciate it. Uh, if John, if you, hang on here for a minute, I'm gonna do like a close, but I I did want to talk to you about something. So. All right. Okay, cool. So, uh, Garageville podcast, and we're here with John from Hardcore Cycles. Thank you for your time, dude. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. 